0: I made peace with my ex bestie today and it's honestly the best feeling in the world like I I just have to document this feeling right now because it's honestly so amazing like Friendships are wonderful if you have great ones but when you fall out of like your great relationships because of the smallest things it's really a hurtful thing you know what I mean like it's one of those things that you try to kind of figure out like what the hell is it that we can't get over this like small little thing so with my ex bestie and I the situation is this is that um when her daughter had her first birthday I wasn't able to make it. But not only was I not able to make it, a lot of other people were not able to make it as well. For some reason, like, she really put it on on me, like, as far as I guess because I'm the bestie, so she, like, really put it on me, and she just made me feel like the worst person in the world. And also, on that day, she just automatically just started talking about all these other feelings that she low-key had about me that I never necessarily knew that she had before because... My understanding of our friendship at that time was that we were best friends and there was nothing that she could do that right or wrong you know right or wrong that I would ever judge her for it let alone I understood that if anything that I was doing or or did that she would never judge me for it and we were the type of besties that we would check each other for whatever so I never under, I never knew that we had any problems. And it just seemed like when she was venting on that day, she just started listening to all these things from things from like years ago into the past. And I was like, whoa, like I never knew like you felt all these things about me, like and that we couldn't talk about these things. And the last thing that she said to me, I'll never forget was kind of like, you know, I don't even know why I even bother with you. And I'll never forget that that just kind of like hurt my feelings because I'm just like, you know. Uh, you talking about how you can't bother with me like I mean so I just took it upon myself and being stubborn as I was because we're two stubborn people and I'm the type of person like if you know if you're gonna tell me you ain't trying to you know you ain't having me here or you're not happy with me or you don't like me or whatever then I'm gonna just I respect myself and I'm gonna leave so I said you know what I don't know why you bother with me either and I just left it alone and um, we didn't talk. So the thing with um at the birthday party that day, I just want to say that I remember she did it last minute. And it was maybe like the place that she rented, it was like for two or three hours. The time of the day that it was, it was a kind of thing like a lot. Like I said, a lot of people didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? It's not her fault. It's not my fault. But the people who made it seemed to just mean a lot to her. And the people who didn't make it seemed to mean a lot to her too, except for me. And I'll never forget that I did have something going on that day. But I did was um was trying to get there and I was trying to get there with one of my two of my other homegirls. One of them had to work and another one had to work as well. So I was like, look, if you all get off at a certain time, like I'll pick you up first, I'll pick you up and then we'll end up getting there. But it ended up happening that their shifts ended up being a little longer. They already told her that they wasn't going to be there because they had to work. And long story short, it was supposed to be a surprise. But that we all came and it just didn't work. So kind of, I guess, waiting for two other people. And I'm not blaming them. I just didn't make it. And it just, yeah, I don't know. It just, like she just blew up on me. So then, like, a week went by. And I was really active in my church at the time. And I remember we went to a, I went to a prayer shut-in because my group that I was in, I was in many groups. But the group that I was in at the time did a prayer shut-in from like 12 a.m. till maybe like 6 a.m. and we all do what we did was pray all night. And I prayed for her, I prayed for her new baby at the time and all that. And the next morning when I came out, the devil's on my phone. It's her and she's just like, you know, I had texted her the night before and saying, "Look, like, you know, I haven't heard from you since that time, you know, we need to talk." And also I still have this gift that I would to give two two gifts I wanted to give to her baby. It was really like literally two whole outfit sets really nice with velvet like you know lace of the with the matching shoe and the hat and it was two literally like holiday gifts for a holiday I guess you could say outfit sets for a baby girl legit like you know for Thanksgiving because she was born in November and also for um um Christmas or New Year's was just coming up and I was like look I just got this Pray me in. I was like, I, I could go home, shower, whatever, and then I, I could come to your crib. I was like, and then we can talk about it, and then like I could, and I want to also bring the gift. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, "Fuck your gift. You know, like I don't really need your gift." And now, like I said, she just went off, and I was just like, well damn." So I left it alone. So it's been like nine years, and like on and off over the years, like you know people poor mutual friends I've like I've heard things whatever but I just kept moving I never had any hate in my heart but it always did bother me that for such a small thing like somebody should be able to get over or whatever the problem was I wasn't able to work it out and recently or I guess a few days ago her mother passed away and I'm very familiar with her her family her mother you know what I mean a lot a lot of my childhood friends if not necessarily their mothers but like maybe their sisters or their families because we all just kind of had like we were all together there like with schooling and stuff and some of us had the same culture so It really hurt me to know that her mother passed away because her mother was like a mother to me and also like we were in her wedding, me and like another uh, childhood friend of ours that she's still friends with or whatever and they just kind of like, I wouldn't say they cut me out, but listen, you know, sometimes in life, you know, things happen for a reason because honestly, since the time that I've parted from my friendships and this is no shade to my best friend right now, my ex best friend and you know, my friend, my other friend who's still friends with her and have been friends with her since or anybody else. Basically, it's like this. It's like the the things that I've accomplished and the, the you know the things that I've seen and the places that I've gone and the person that I've become today. It was very important, even coming back now to mend this problem today. So my biggest thing with finding out that her mother passed away, especially knowing that you know we've been through so much together. I mean, when I say so much, I mean like I'll never forget. I mean, when I say so much, like otherly, we ate I think, at thing each other's tables and all that. My mother still asks about it to this day, and you know I found out today that her mother. Who passed away, God bless his dad, was always asking about me up until the time she passed away or whatever. But, you know, the point is, it's just like um, we have so much history. So I didn't know what to do. What do you do? You know what I mean? What do you do when you want to say something to somebody, but at the same time, like you haven't talked to him in a long time, you don't know how to be received. You know, and you don't necessarily want to upset anybody like during that time. So I kind of asked around, especially to the people who let me know, because there's people who I still have mutual friends with with her who are neutral, you know, what I'm saying and they really wish that this would be put to rest, but I got a text like five in the morning. And they got they when they woke up and they got it they immediately texted me but it came in at three in the morning for them you know what I mean and it came in at five in the morning for her and when I got it it was literally six in the morning that um my ex best friend's mother had passed away which I was extremely devastated about and you know after I took a moment and I you know like shed a couple tears or whatever I asked um my friend who texted me I said you know like what do I do like what do I do as a friend who's trying to send my condolences, but at the same time, like, I don't want to upset anybody, and um, the first thing she said is, like, you know, like, I think that you should definitely tell her, and she gave me her number, and she also gave me my other friend's number, who's a mutual friend, who I also lost touch with, but um, with her, I still don't understand why. Because I never had a problem with you, but over time, I learned that she picked a side. You know, sometimes I told all my friends at the time. I said, "Listen, they were all trying. They were even trying to get out of me what happened." Until this day, I've never been. The type of person that'd be like, ah, fuck her, fuck her, all that. Because I love my friend. It's just, it really would hurt me that we lost touch. But at the same time, I always told everybody, yo, the best thing you need to do right now is just stay neutral. Like, people would bring her up. And if I was looking at a magazine, I'd be like, look at these shoes right here. I was like, aren't these cute? And they would kind of, like, roll their eyes and get the point they don't ask me. Because I'm choppa. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to get me to feed into no nonsense. Like, I don't want to talk about it with you. If I'm going to talk about it, I want to talk about it with her. Because that's my sister. So long story short, like, what do I do? And so my she gave me the numbers to both of them. And I still didn't feel comfortable because I'm like, well, you know, what do I do? So a child friend of ours went to high school with us who knows the situation. And, and literally, like, even it's been nine years since the incident. And I was literally there when she had a firstborn baby. Like, I, this is my best friend. Like, for real, for real. Like, am I right to die? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I told her the situation and um she was like yeah i definitely saw the post the other day so i was like what do you what do you think that i should do and i value her opinion because one thing about her she i'll never forget the day that she was like listen i was over here at this party she's like and people ran down on me they're like have you seen her have you seen her talking about me and, um, you know, I heard this, I heard that. None of this shit is true. It's like telephone games and people just playing shit. But she always knew where I was. And she was like, nah, you know, like she always, that's my best life. Yo, I should call her my best. But she's my ride or die. Like, I will always go for it no matter what, no matter what state she moved to. Like, if I see her face or whatever, it doesn't matter what's going on. Like, she gonna hold all my secrets and she give me the best advice, And she always keep it real with me. She was like, hmm, no, nah, my ain't Chopper. Like, where she at? I'm, I'm... But she listened to everything they had to say. And she made it her business to get back to me and be like, yo. You know, um, people are saying this, people are saying that, concerning you and your ex bestie and what really was going on. She's like, Yo, I'm getting really tired. It's her that came to me. She's like, I'm getting real tired, you know, hearing everybody's side of the version and all these things that they said happened. She said what really pissed me off because some of it a lot of it was coming off my ex bestie. That's the truth though. Like everything anybody was hearing is coming from my ex bestie. And what she was saying to me, even though she's mutual friends with both of us, is like even though it's been like years, at that point it's just nine years now, but at that time it was maybe like three years maybe six years I would say like six years she was like, and all the time, like, I've heard so much people telling me what her side of the story was. She said, and even though you and I have been in touch since and you told me that you guys haven't been talking, she's like, I could honestly say that you have never, not one time, sat up here, even to me, who I who, who I know you tell everything to. She said, You never even sat up here to me and said anything bad about this girl, any kind of foul shit. As far as I'm concerned, anytime it comes up, you just keep it neutral and you keep it pushing because you don't want nobody saying, She's like, it's really getting me pissed off. This is what you need to know that they're saying now and whatever i'm like whatever so now to hear all this shit i'm like look i want to say something but at the same time all this shit that's been coming back to me over the years like what do you say so i asked her i asked my homegirl that you know usually just like she's neutral but she's the one that gave me the real deal holy feel like she 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 don't gotta be around all the time but that's my ace and she was like yo, you should definitely text her and she's like you know don't tell shorty that gave you the number that you text her you know what i'm saying just let that be between y'all and just tell her, you know what I'm saying, like, what you feel. She's like, and honestly, if she doesn't answer you back, don't take it personal. Obviously, I do want her to text you back, though. It would be a great thing. She's like, but at the same time, if she does it, don't take it personal. And, um, you know, no matter what happens, this is the last thing she said. You did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'll take a, if, if there's anybody, I can ask anybody. But certain things, I ask certain people for whatever. And I took advice with it, and I rose with it, and I texted her. And I heard about my ex bestie, and you know, who told me that she was really, really, really happy to hear from me, that she was really appreciative that my homegirl gave her the number. You know what I'm saying? Even because I said, I was like, yo, if you want I, I, she gave it to me. But at the same time, don't be mad at her because she meant well. You know what I'm saying? She's like, nah, I'm happy she did that. You know, like in my eyes, because I told her in my eyes, he was never my enemy. I've always wished the best for you in life, which was the truth, even though I heard like, I got a lot of like negativity back. But even my homegirl said, I can honestly say I never, ever heard you say anything bad. She said, I still don't fucking know what the fuck happened between y'all. She's like, and I talked to you. She's like, but on one thing I do know is like the other side is just like, rah, 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 rah. and she's like, it's just a little annoying. You know, so I was like, you know, whatever. So today we just hashed it out. She said she was happy to hear from me. She said she same thing like I'm never I was never an enemy, and that in her eyes I'm her sister. That her mother was always asking of me too, and that um, she was thankful for my words. And honestly, I broke down and I cried, because people grow and people can change, and you know, things happen. And even if you haven't talked to somebody in a while. You know, sometimes you don't know how you might be received, but I try to put myself in her shoes and said, what if she came and, and something happened as far as my mother's concern? Because our mothers had a lot of similarities as far as like being single parents at the time, being nurses, you know, the, the shifts that they worked, which is like 311. Um, She would definitely knock a nigga or a bitch out for me. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely knock a nigga- <laughs> Bitch out for her Like we got too many stories You know what I'm saying So you know like as far as I'm concerned Like you know it it hurt me But to just really fucking get that shit Like just straightened out today Was just like everything in the world to me So I guess like Also in my mind I was thinking like, You know I don't want the next call Or the next text I get Is that like something happened to her you know, honestly, in my life, I don't give a fuck who I ain't feeling, but I ain't never been the type of person, you know, in my soul, in my spirit, in the way I was raised on everything to ever hate somebody enough that I want them dead. And if they, if I did, they had to really do something serious to violate maybe somebody like my child or my family member, especially like someone like my mother, you know what I'm saying? Like it would have to be a really big deal. So I'm not judging anybody who might feel that way about somebody who might be justified, but in my heart. Like, just because I'm mad at you and we're not friends, like, I never would just be like, oh, I wish the worst for them. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just, like, I just don't know. That's just not my heart. You know what I'm saying? It's just not my heart. So, I don't know. I just guess it's just kind of, like, a peace on my soul today. It's been nine years, and it just feels good. And I want to send something. I'm really honestly trying to see if I can get there it's on Saturday. It's in fully though. I'm trying. But I- I don't know that I'm going to make it, but I feel like this is actually, honestly, the beginning of maybe something that could be, she definitely needs a friend right now, I'm more than willing, I had nothing but more than admiration, love, respect for our mother, like, hell, I can't remember, I remember when we stole her car, ah, shit, yeah, we stole her car, I mean, we ain't, t- you know what I'm saying, she know now, <laughs> no disrespect to her, yo, shout out to Esther, shout out to Esther, shout out to Esther, that's my mother. Like, you know, I have many other mothers. Like, my mom is my mom. But, like, I have a lot of many other moms who, like, adopted me. And I've adopted them, too. And it's a blessing to have, you know, other women or whoever that, you know, and your friends, mothers, whoever, who love you. Like, that's a big, that's a big deal, especially in my culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big deal because they feel also like, you know, not, it's not only that they want to love and protect you and want to feed you and try to get you fat, but also it's just kind of like they also, it, it's like a stamp of approval of the person or the friend that they, that their, their daughter or son has around at the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's not nothing to really take for granted, you know what I'm saying, this woman was a hard-working woman, you know what I'm saying, like, there was nothing wrong with this woman at all, everything she did, she did for herself and her family, she sacrificed a woman, like, you know what I'm saying, I really kind of just, like, when I I think of her, and I think of my mother, I think of just the same thing, you know what I'm saying, like, even my mother, she's getting older, and more importantly, if it happens to me, you know, and, Everybody has to take that trip, but if it happens to my mother and I have to go through that thing, no matter how I was feeling about my ex best friend at the time, if she came or if she texted me or she called or if she sent something or whatever, any of the combination or even one of those things, like it would really mean, you know, like there was nothing at that time that would make me be like, oh, because of this, that, and third or whatever. Like that, that one action, I guess, would kind of show me that, um, you know, that they care. And that's, that means something. So I'll never forget that I was dating this guy. And I had met him at a wedding. And the way I met him was dead ass out of a fairy tale book. Um, he came across the room. And when the table was cleared and people went to go get food and told me that I was the most beautiful woman in the room that night. And he sat there and he talked to me. And when I tell you we locked eyes and we held the lock of eyes the entire night. <laughs> like dead ass until everybody left it got it was so real that everybody that had got up to get food before he came never came back to the table because they it was kind of awkward they didn't they felt like they didn't want to kind of interrupt their mood and i was told later that friends that i went to at the party and i was just like omg like these two is just we were like honestly like lost in our own world and i feel like on that night he told me so much of himself, his past, like his ex-fiance, and I told him about myself. Like it just, I don't know for some reason like nobody was bored and we didn't want the conversation to end. And the only reason the conversation ended honestly was because the um, hall that was hosting the reception for the um, the bridal uh, party thing was over so they had to kick us out and so even then we didn't want to leave but i remember like we he did steal a kiss and even that kiss was just like everything he's just like i just have to see you again now at the time he was waiting working for the new york city department of health and his position was pretty high so he was really busy and and then also at the time his father was suffering from diabetes and was really literally in hospice so between work and um the demands of work and his father and having to be there for his mother and the family and his father and all of that he really didn't have a lot of time so we would text but at some point he would just feel bad that he couldn't see me and then you know at one point he just said you know what um uh, How about on this day, on this time, I'll pick you up and I'll take you out to eat. And this is a guy that I mentioned before in the previous episode that took me out to my best first date ever and the only best first date that I ever had in my life. I'm still looking for somebody to up this guy. So he came to pick me up and he picked me up one time. You know what I mean? And we went to this restaurant. And I want to tell you everything. We shared dessert. I'm not a child. This man opened the door. I mean, even when we left, it was raining. He went to go get the car. And then when he came to get me, he had an umbrella to put me under the umbrella. I mean, like, I want to tell you, like, five-star treatment was everything. First kiss was dope. Like, everything was just dope. I remember the hostess was just looking. She was this Asian lady. And she just looked like she wanted to just scream and just like, ah! (laughs) Like, she just was looking like, this is lit. You know, it's because I was feeling it, too. But then I'll never forget that after the first date, um... I heard from him, but things were getting worse with his father. And then eventually, his father did end up passing away. And that was like a hard thing. So he ended up telling me, like, i before that, he was saying, I'm really sorry about my lack of like seeing you and things like that, but I have so much going on, which at the same time, at that time, like, I'm, I'm understanding because I know what's going on. But then he did tell me that his father ended up passing away. And then some, I'm not, I'm, I can't remember how, but I made it my business to find out, like, how or where the services was because I didn't necessarily ask him I would I didn't even know if I was even really gonna go because at the time I didn't even know him like that and there's a there's a point to the story I didn't even know him like that we only had one what we met was one great connection at a wedding and then we had like one really awesome first date and a great first two like many great Chris's you know at that point but I still didn't really know the guy and I didn't know that it would be appropriate if I just came up to something that was so personal, like how he would feel about it, or even if he would care or anything, but I cared. I cared that he was going through a lot, you know what I'm saying, and I felt bad, and I don't know, I just really, loved, I really liked this man, and we fell in love, and he, we were in a relationship for many years after, You know, but at the same time, I didn't know what to do. So I asked my homegirl, long story short, and I said, like, what do I do? And she's like, do you really like him? And I said, yes. And she was like, is this something, somebody that you maybe would want to marry one day? In other words, a wife would go to support her husband during a time like this, so that's what you should do. And I took her advice, and I'm really glad that I did because I went. And I was able to find out where the surfaces were without asking him because, again, I didn't want to upset him. And, again, we had really just met each other, and I didn't want to kind of be like, well, I don't know. You know, I didn't want to be the type of person like, girl, I don't know you like that. Why are you trying to be up at my father's funeral? and I showed up and I was so nervous and I just and I remember I showed up early and I showed up early enough that the family was on one side and the visitors were on another side and I went to the side for the visitors and I signed in and everything and I remember that I was sitting down and I remember that I seen him come out and he just was making sure everything was okay with his mother's arrangement I mean his father's arrangement It's his father who had died had passed away from diabetes and I remember at one point, he went to check on his mother and his siblings and everything, and he was just looking around the room, and I was just sitting there, and then he realized that I was there. And when he saw me, like, I remember he looked over his shoulder, like, over his right shoulder, and he saw me, but he kind of, like, a did, did a double take because he couldn't believe, like, I was there. And when he saw me, he literally came from across the side of the church where, you know, because usually it's, like, two sides, like, there's the left side and there's the right side. He came from his side on the left all the way to the right side and came up to me with open arms and like I didn't expect any of this. Like this is a girl who's nervous. She don't know if she's violating somebody. She don't know if she's you understand what I'm saying? Like she don't know if she intruding on somebody's personal space. Like do I even know you like that? Like how are you gonna receive it? Like I'm so nervous. But here he comes across and he gives me like the the biggest hug. When I say like it was like so big and he was like he was like thank you so much. He's like thank you for coming. Like thank you but he was just so honored that I came so then At some point, it was like the viewing of the body. And then when I was getting ready to leave, like I just said, you know, I shook his hand and I kissed him and stuff. Like I said, we was already in touch. We had already went on a date. He already had let me know that because of his schedule, he couldn't see me like that because he worked for the um, New York City Department of Health. That was the other thing, like when I met him. He worked for the New City Department of Health. Not only was his father was in hospice fighting for his life, but between the two and caring for his mother because he's so much of a mama's boy and in a good way. And I, and I love mama's boys or whatever. <laughs> like, I really do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. You know, some people think they're annoying, but I love them. You know what I mean? Like, he just had a lot going on. So he would always try to explain to me, but he didn't he felt bad, like he felt like he was making excuses and maybe like I would take it as he was just trying to get out of it. And he was like, I just wish you knew how much I would want to see you again, but I can't, I got so much going on in my life. So when I showed up and he came, like he just said it was meant a lot to him. And so maybe a two weeks after, maybe three, but I know we were in touch after and of course he had just buried his father. He texted me and he was just like, Listen like, you know, I want to take you out to eat, and, um, we went out, like, like, on another date, and we talked, and I'll never forget, like, time and time again, on and off in our relationship, when we were together for maybe four years after that, that he always stressed, but eventually he cheated, and I had to leave, because it really hurt me, but he was really wonderful, I'm not even gonna lie, he was a really great guy, but it just, um, it it wasn't even that he cheated, it was was the way he cheated, and the way they lies about it, really, is honestly the truth, but... He always told me that it always meant a lot to him, and he'll never forget the, you know, that time that it that I showed up. He said no, the thing that it made it really stand out to him is the fact that I didn't really know him like that or for that long. You know what I mean? And the fact that he didn't even tell me about it, and he would have never expected it, and also that he, even though that I came, like he would have never knew that, you know, how much comfort or joy it would have brought him. So it really did mean a lot to him to, that I came there, and that meant a lot to me to know that I had made the right decision. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to comfort him and I wanted to support him as best as I can. But, you know, sometimes you feel like you don't know anybody now learn like, you know, sometimes you just 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 go. You know what I'm saying? Like just go. Because the last thing I want is for I don't want to get a call. You know what I'm saying? That this girl, something happens to this girl and like it's just so stupid. You know, some things are just like really stupid. I'm the type of person like I don't have no problem keeping in touch now. I can never hold anybody accountable for anything in the past. Like life is just too short. Hell, my mother, who knows her mother, who knew her mother, is deeply saddened about this. So I'm at the point, like, girl, if you want to come, like, you, you know, you certainly have a family here. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to share that with people. I just want to say that God is good and God is great. You know what I'm saying? Hell, even if we start a friendship, like I said, like, it might not, you know, like, girls get, you know, I don't think we got to really re-know each other. I don't believe that at all. That's the other thing about us. That's the problem that we had that we couldn't get to, back together at all. Because I'm the bitch that don't grovel. Like, I'm going to say I'm sorry once twice if i really like you and that don't really even fucking happen but if you don't take my apology or you tell me fuck me you know what i'm saying and give me the middle finger and tell me go fuck myself yo know, it's a good chance no disrespect to you you know what i'm saying but it's a good chance that and honestly i'm not i'm not groveling like i'm not the groveler whereas my we both both we both two boss ass bitches then you got this bitch over here <laughs> This bitch is going to crush your whole spirit, yo. We both man-eaters, but she the worst of them all. Like, I'm a man-eater with a heart. And I don't even think a man-eater with a heart is a real man-eater. This bitch is going to violate your ass, yo. And 9 out of 10, it's not even because she don't give a fuck about you, but because she's hurt. She's going to cut you down. I can cut you down, too, but I got mercy. This bitch going to cut you down. She'll rip your fucking soul out of you, right? So 9 out of 10, basically, she ain't apologizing. She wants somebody to grovel. If I'm not a groveling-ass bitch... And you ain't a groveling ass bitch either. And you got two boss bitches that ain't running around here trying to gravel the shit. And this is exactly what happened. All <laughs> some petty ass shit. But it seemed like today we could both see that it was stupid and dumb. And, you know, I just, I guess that's just like, it feels so good to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, if she have a bestie now, that's her bestie. That's her bestie. That's what it is. But all my soul. On my spirit, yo. On my moral compass. Yo, I did a good thing today, bitch. I clowned Mount Everest and I feel amazing. And also, it's just a good thing. So, I just wanted to share the story for anybody that just, you know, maybe going through the same thing. It doesn't necessarily have to, even if it's like an ex or something. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like, you know, you just have a respect for someone. And maybe you just kind of like fell out of touch with them so much that they you just think that whatever. But life is so short, you know? That's why I tell people I love them every fucking day. I try to, I, yo, you to mommy. I went on my mother's post. I hacked the whole shit. I hacked the whole Facebook. I went there. I wrote his whole shit about all the shit we've been through since I was a baby girl, all the struggles and the sacrifices where she was going to nursing school and all this other shit and niggas didn't think she was going to make it and she finally make it and then we finally went to St. John's and they didn't think she was going to pay for me, she didn't think she was going to make it. she They thought she was going to fail and not be able to pay for me to go through or that I was going to fail out and even though I was a child and I was a problem child and I know what the fuck I was doing and I was mad angry, I was making mad mistakes. They was like, you investing in a fucking child that ain't going to do shit. you wasting your fucking money. And we both did that. You know what I'm saying? And I think about these things. And I wrote this whole letter to my mom's like, yo, I love you to this day. Because I'm tired of people waiting till somebody pass away. I don't hate that. You know what I'm saying? If it, is, it is what it is. If you pass away. Everybody come running. But you can love everybody today, yo. And I learned that shit the hard way. I went to a church where people was passing out all the time. And I was in a choir. And, you know, people had to work and shit. And I went to more funerals with people I don't fucking know. I respect life. Word up, yo. Even if even if I don't know that shit, you know what I'm saying. I see people hurting all the time. I say I come out saying, You know what I'm saying and stuff like that. I'll serve at the reception. You know what I'm saying to help the family. I'll clean up after. And I'm not saying that. Yeah, so back to my mother, right? So I'm on her page, and I hacked that shit. I'm ready like this whole, like, pull my heart out, because I'm like, yo, I'll be damned if I'm the baby girl and her own child. That's not her funeral, God forbid. Because honestly, like, no mother want to bury their child. And, and honestly, like, I, I, I don't want to see my mother either. But honestly, if I had to pick the two, like, she worked too hard, and my mother already lost her grandmother. She, I mean, her mother. Her grandmother, her mother, my father, she don't deserve to lose me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I had to pick it's for me. You know what I'm saying? Most parents will say it you know, it's for the parent it's for the child to bear their parent over their parent bear their child. I think it hurts both ways, but I think it hurts e one way to see the thing be born and, and die as opposed to just see one thing die as opposed to be born and die, if that makes any sense. So I, I put that up there because I'd be damned if I'm boiling my eyes out. I love my mother every day, yo. That's where, to me, anything she need. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I try to do as best as I can because I hear people every day that does, yo, they lost their mother on Mother's Day at church. Like, no lie, I'm not trying to laugh or nothing like that. But niggas be talking about if I could rub my mother's feet, if I could do this again, if I could do that again, if I could hear my mother's voice today, if I could call heaven. And I'll be like, yo. I'm not sure. you know I'm like, I want to do as much as I can. I'm not always, like, perfect, but, like, I'm definitely the child that tries to be there for my mother. And so when I put this post up there, my mother, do you know that? My mother had enough to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> my mother was like, why are you telling everybody my business? Because I took this shit from, like, when we were born all the way to the present day. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> She's like, how you going to tell anybody my business like that? Yo, she even told me that, yo, I'm telling you, some people don't receive love well. I'll just tell you what it is. Like, I didn't think in no way. I was just looking at her like, you crazy as hell. But I, I let her curse me out, you know. yeah. You know. Why would you tell her like that you got on my page? She didn't care about the password. She didn't care that I got on her page. She just cared that I was very detailed and very expressive of what I felt. And I put this on my blog, so if you ever want to know what I said, just look at the um, the bio in this link for this podcast, and there's a there's a link there for the um, for the wordpress.com, which is my blog, or you can just go to Chapel's Corner on IG. And there's a link there, and it'll take you to the blog, and you could literally see what it was that I posted on my Mother's page. Now guess what? Mother was pissed, right? <laughs> but yo, that was the most lit post that she ever had on her fucking Facebook timeline. What corny shit! I put that shit up there. You remember that had the most likes ever. Mad people was commenting, talking about, "Oh my God, this is so beautiful. I wish my child would write something like this for me. Oh my gosh, do you know how lucky you are? Some kids grow up to hate their parents, and they don't even call home or come home for the holidays." Oh, my gosh. I remember she said that thing right there in this paragraph, and I was working with you, and I remember when you were going through that time. Oh, beautiful. Yo, my mother turned from, I can't believe you just put that thing on my page and embarrassed me like that. Too. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, she is a beloved daughter. Uh, thank you. I am blessed. like, like, like. Like. <laughs> and i was like ah oh, so now you're not embarrassed no more when your friends is like oh so they say, so they want your little okay so they on your little you know what i'm saying all right you, 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 all right it's right. five minutes ago i was embarrassing you you know just tell people we love them today, yo. I don't give a fuck, yo. People, that's why my mom said people I love them so Ah, my crush last year. Ah, less is more, girl. Less is more. Less, my nigga. I don't care. I tell you, I love you. I tell whoever I love them. I miss them. I tell people every day. I'm yo, Chapo's corner. I fucking love you. I love you. Mhm. Yep. You right there. I love you. Mm-hmm. Hey boo, love you. You heard me. It's a fact though. You know what I'm saying? I love people. Like I love. I love everybody. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. Hugs all around. That's how I feel because the world needs more love. I just seen future uh, ah shit, future um, bodyguard just got knocked the fuck out. I was surprised at how many people just. I'm really getting tired of these videos where people getting knocked out and they laid out on the street and they need help and people laughing and taking. I don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody think it's it's all so it's all fun and games until you on the fucking floor or your peoples is on the fucking floor. You know what I'm saying? Niggas could be calling 911, but they too busy starting for the camera. I see that shit as straight up dark, yo. If y'all don't see that shit as y'all think it's so Humorous, like... It's sad. In Future Over there in the Corner... It's sad that a nigga get a check to fucking fight niggas off. They said that he fought off a lot of people too... Before he got knocked out. They said the person hit him in the back of the head with a rock... Because they was a coward. They couldn't hit him from the front. They hit him from the back. But it's sad as you get in a paycheck... You know what I'm saying? To protect somebody. And then when you knock the fuck out... They had a picture... They had a um, shot of Future. He like literally 20 feet off to the right. This nigga don't give a fuck. I don't care that he even noticed. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody seems to be getting any help... At some point, is a, it's a bunch of history. It's supposed to be Spain. They look, They supposed. I guess it's supposed to be Hispanic, but they look white to me, but they could be Hispanic. Everybody laughing on the camera. And I'm like, listen, let me be a black bitch over there and knock anybody out with a fucking rock. Niggas would have fucking pissed me and shot me the fuck down. Nigga or bitch, black. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just loud. I mean, like, you know, I mean, he alright. but I see when he woke up, he was trying to get up and he couldn't, he was trying to stand up and he felt just like me. When the banister fell on me, when I, in Nine Lives, the episode I called it Nine Lives, I was going down the stairs, and the banister just gave on me, and I, slid, I slid down, I hit my head, bang, on the bottom of the base of my head, hard as fuck on the stairs, you know what I'm saying, and that was it, and I was trying to get up, and I couldn't get up, and he was trying to get up, he couldn't get up, and he got hit harder than me, in the sense that he completely got unconscious, if I kept sliding down the stairs, I would definitely went unconscious. But my eyes were on my head. Long story short, I was like, mm-mm, no, it's not funny. So, but back to this thing about loving people today. You got to love people today because you never know what could happen. You know what I mean? Like, people be mad at each other. Sometimes you don't never, like, even me and her, if we never even go back to being best friends again, that's okay. But I can't tell you how much a piece is on my soul concerning things that kind of like on and off been on my mind over the years. That sometimes some things you just want some damn closure with. And I finally got come closure with that today. So she actually just texted me as I was talking to you guys. Because um, last thing I said was like, I'm here or whatever. And she said, Thank you. And she said, I'm same here with me. Like, I'm here. So it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love, you know, good dialogue and I love um, progress and growth but anything in life. Because, like, I always say, if you ain't growing, you. Are dead, and anything that ain't grown is dead. So, thank you for listening, and I will see you all next time here on Chappell's Counters.